Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Wednesday, January 29th, 2020, episode 15.18, the Super Bowl 54 show. Another season has come to an end, Steve. Well, it's not over yet. One game left. One more game. A big game. Super Bowl 54. You and I, were going to give everybody our picks. Lady Edith's picks. She has been awful in the playoffs, man. Yes. I don't know if you've seen the website and it's got our, our – it does not look good for her. But that's okay. She, she is very committed to her team this week. This week she's going to bounce back with a big win. Plus, we're going to take a look at the retirement of Eli Manning and ask this question. Is Eli a Hall of Famer? Yes, that will be answered by both of us. The AFC won the Pro Bowl, and I'm not sure who, if anyone, watched it. I felt bad for the players. Obviously, a lot of tragedy this weekend surrounding the death of one Kobe Bryant. Um, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, uh, the families of the other members that were on that helicopter. Uh, uh, very tragic, but no one, I mean, that's all anybody was focusing on. I had totally forgotten there was a Pro Bowl game being played. Um, but a lot of the players there, they made little tributes to Kobe, and, and that was really nice. Uh, we're going to move away from that. Uh, we've got a good old boy, and it's a New England Patriots, Steve. Oh, boy. That's going to be good. Wait, wait, wait. And why are we, why are we talking the, about the Patriots? They, they're they long gone. Because they've got a good old boy. All right. All yeah, right. so we got we got to play that. Um, Roger Goodell feels that he needs to get involved with Humnumba. We can't say his name here. Not yet. But we're going to ask, should we continue to talk about Humnumba as Humnumba or just move away? We'll get on that. And then, of course, Goodell, uh, during his yearly press conference that he does the week before the Super Bowl, saying that the NFL needs to evaluate the Rooney Rule. Duh. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I am going to tell you, Steve, what prop wagers not to bet on. All right. All right. We're going to get all of that in. Super Bowl 54, here we come. Let's chop it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Stephen Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Rays. All right, so you you snuck that last one in on me, so I did. It well, the the prop bets not to bet on. Yes, isn't that pretty much all of them? Well, we're not the last thing we're talking about. Right. So you got yeah. ahead of yourself there on that one. The first thing we have to talk about is the end of an era in New York. Eli Manning announcing his retirement. Sad Eli face. Well. That was my was, big concern. Was he smiling at the press conference? I didn't see. It. I didn't see it either. Okay, but my or, or first, what? Did he show up for the press conference? My, do, my, do you show up for your own retirement press conference? I don't smiling? know. Smiling? Well, there. at all? I mean, well, he showed up. Or is it just they say he's retiring he's and no? Off I do it goes. believe he came and he made a you know it's it, it's it's a Manning, which we're is yeah. going to be the theme of this next segment. He's a Manning, right? He's going to go and talk and say goodbye and all that good stuff. But I had a big debate with a with a buddy at work today because he came up to me, Steve, and he's like, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Now, mind you, he's a Giants fan. So I think you know where he stands. He must have that. a very clear viewpoint on this. Yes. So I said. Emotion plays nothing said, in that viewpoint. No, no, no. I said, are you asking me, is he going to be in the Hall of Fame, or are you asking me if he's a Hall of Famer? Because it's two different questions. Very, and, and a very good distinction in right. those two questions. <laughs> um, because I said, is he a Hall of Famer? No. No. Will he be in the Hall of Fame? Probably yes. Because his last name's Manning, and all anybody's going to say is, he won two Super Bowls, and he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And exactly, he jumps in. That's right. That's why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Really? Let's look at his numbers, shall we? What What is his winning percentage? 500. He is 117 and 117 his entire career with the New York Giants. And how many touchdown passes does he have? 
Uh, I'm going to venture north of 300. 366. Versus interceptions? 244. I know that number. Yeah. Because, you know, we had a, a, a an audio clip, and I wish I had it. I, I don't think I have it available to us. But we used to play it. We interviewed Eli Manning once, and his quote was, I know well enough not to throw the ball to the guy in another jersey. You did it 244 times, buddy. You hold the Giants franchise records for interceptions. That that tells you something. So so I'm asking This is coming you, from a Packers fan of well Brett Favre fan. So that, that's right. We're having fun with that one too. But Brett Favre, but come on, look at what Brett Brett Favre did all kinds of craziness. But he did all kinds he had all kinds of positive records as well. Did he lead did he ever lead I don't think he ever led the league in interceptions in a season. I know Eli did that a couple times. Oh, I'm sure he did. Brett, I don't I don't think so. Anyways, yeah. all this to say, so I, to, to ask you, because I, I've told you my answer, is he a Hall of Famer? I do not believe so. Will he be in the Hall of Fame because of his Manning and because of the Super Bowls? I say probably yes. Steve, what, what do you say? I, I'm I'm right with you. I he he's gonna get in if it's if it's up to me. If I'm the sole vote for yes. Hall of Fame, he probably never gets in. But if he does, it's definitely not first ballot. It's, you know, he, he's got to wait some time, maybe gets in towards those last year or two of eligibility to get in. Okay. I just – So you his, put him in eventually. his name, he's, he's going to get there. There's going to be enough momentum later on in his life that he's going he's gonna to manage know. to you, get in. You know he's going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. First of all, the majority of these voters, they're, they're East Coast guys, right? Yeah, and, but and and they're they're gonna vote him in. They they love him. They love Eli Manning. Well, who else is gonna be in his in his class? I don't know who else is retiring. This I year. mean that that's gonna really be. I mean, does Andrew Luck get in? No. So it'll it'll depend on who else is on the ballot. Well, next to him, let's right? look. Let's look at the guy. Let's look at the guy that he was traded for, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Phillips right. numbers. Can we look at Phillips numbers for a second? Because I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to ascertain if you put Eli Manning in, right? You you gotta put somebody like Phillip Rivers in. He's got better career record with the San Diego Chargers, one twenty three wins, the one oh one losses. More touchdown passes, three hundred and ninety seven, far less interceptions, hundred and ninety eight. So his passer rating is ten points higher, eleven points higher. It's not Phillips' fault that those years where he could have gone to the Super Bowl, he, they didn't because R- Rivers is an eight-time Pro Bowler. Manning, I think, was four. Four-time Pro Bowler. So I, I'm just that—that that is a question. Is, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? They're just, well, he's never been to the Super Bowl. You know, I would go f- as far as to say, Steve, that. Eli Manning won two-time Super Bowl MVPs on teams that were predicated by the New York Giants defense, and it was the defenses who got after Tom Brady and rattled him a little bit in those two Super Bowls, and somebody from the defensive side of the ball should have been the Super Bowl MVP in those two Super Bowls. Not Eli Manning. In one Super Bowl, he threw one touchdown pass. How does one touchdown pass get you – a Super Bowl MVP. Because you were the only player on the field that could have made that one pass. <laughs> All right. Let's w- without him there, that pass wouldn't have been completed. I tell Making you, him the most valuable person on the team. Yeah. I tell you what I will miss, Steve. This is what I'm going to miss. No more happy feet and no more sad Eli face. And Elena, my 12-year-old, soon to be 13. I'm about to become a teenager. Dude. I know. Soon to be 13. When she heard that Eli retired, she turns to me and is like, Dad, no more sad Eli face? And I said, no more, kid. No more. We're just going to have to get that on a loop. <laughs> just so we can We're, we're going to have to go get one of the electric picture frames. Right. Put it on the mantle with just a loop of sad Eli face. A bunch of sad Eli faces. And we play it. Whenever there's something bad the Giants do, they fumble, intercept. Yep. Sad Eli face comes up. 
just so that we could have it. It could be it could be any team. It could be it could be the Packers or the or the Cowboys. Cowboys they do something bad. Sad Eli face. There you like go. that that is the protest against something bad happening. This the the video loop of Sadie Life. I I will miss uh Happy Feet, but in his honor, if I can find it, I will play it one more time, but I don't have it, unfortunately. <laughs> Makes me a freaking idiot. Ill prepared. Ill prepared, Stephen. All right. Did you watch the AFC NFC Pro Bowl this weekend? Uh, no, 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 I did not. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Um, AFC won, apparently. Okay. The and owner, what? Did, and what do they get for that? The, nothing. Well, the players get to ching. They get some bling, right? Do, the losers don't get anything. A little bit, like half of what the winners get. Well, okay. How much so is if that? The, if the winners get seventy-five thousand, uh, what's get, the average NFL check? salary <laughs> of, of a Pro Bowler? Of a, oh no, they they it, this is chump change then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still seventy five thousand dollars. This is well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to see seventy five. They, they need that game check to you know all the people that they brought to Miami to be right. with them, right? Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. That that's beer money for when they, they get back to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the change. It's the change. They need it. The reason I brought up the Pro Bowl is because not a lot of people talked about this, Steve, but I want to talk about it. They tested new kicking rules, okay? Okay. The team who scored the touchdown, they kicked the extra point. They had the option of, A, not kicking the ball and giving the opposing team the ball at their own 25-yard line. Or, B, they get the ball at their own 25-yard line with a fourth and fifteen. That's how you combat the onside's kick, right? The onside's kick was a was something that wasn't capitalized on very much. It was a under a, new a, kicking rules. It yeah. was a hard uh, thing to to get. So the NFL is saying, so you don't have an onside's kick, but you get the ball, you get the ball back at fourth and fifteen, which is not a very easily makeable play. Correct. Right. So it's fourth and fifteen from your own twenty-five. If you make the fourth and 15, guess what? You got a first down, you get the ball back. It's just like you recovered the onside kick. You don't get it, and it goes to the other team, and that's them recovering their own onside kick, right? Right. So, But but closer to the – Closer to your it, own end zone. Right. To, it's it's yeah. the 25-yard line you're starting at, right? Yes, yes. My own 25-yard yeah. line. So I'm the guy who – Right, so just, if, you don't get that, if you don't get that first down, it's they, within they the turn first the ball, yeah. 30 yards yeah. 35 so yards or whatever. The, yeah. the other team, the team that's winning, is going to be in field goal range. Right. At b- bottom line, they're at least going to be in field Basically, range. yeah. My only thing is you've now taken away the surprise onside kick, right? The one nobody knows is coming. Right. Because, sure, at the end of the game, everybody knows, yeah, they got an onside kick here. That's the only way they're going to get a chance to win the ball back. So you know it's coming. But you if you take kickoffs away, you there will never be the New Orleans Saints coming out at the half, kicking to the Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl. Fay, oh, they outside kicked it and they recovered it. And oh my God, nobody saw that coming. And Sean Payne is a genius for actually doing that coming out at halftime. Did you see that? Do you believe that? You'll never have that ever again. Okay. Are you okay with that? I'm perfectly okay with that. I want the the surprise ha i got gotcha. you you didn't see it coming nobody saw it coming and now it's my ball again i i am perfectly okay with them eliminating kicking from football altogether there is no point what do you mean there's no to point kicking a ball why why so so the entire game so you shouldn't punt either no punts no no punts just give it to the quarterback let him throw it i don't care and wherever it lands, that's where the other team. Well, they can return it like they would a punt okay. or something like that. But you've you've got an entire game that for at least three downs, it is it is passing the ball, running the ball. You can't kick it. You're not. I mean, it, it's all about running and catching. Yes. Now, if that doesn't work, now you're going to bring somebody out. To do the one thing that you couldn't do, I mean, I guess you could do it at any time, but you're not going to do, to advance the ball in any other situation and kick it, punt it. It just, the whole kickoff, the 
the punting, the the field goals, the extra points. I mean, you got to find a solution. My, my flaw comes down on something like a field goal. Yep. But as far as punting and kickoffs and extra points, I don't see the point of any of it. Hold on. Ever since they moved the extra point back to where it resides now, more extra points have been missed. Changing so, outcomes of games. That's, sure. that's relevant. That's big. And I don't see why it would line them up at the two and a half yard line and do or two yard line and do two point conversions instead. So you got to go for a two point conversion yep. every time. Yep. You make it or you don't. That, 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 that's not a thing. I, in, in quoting Ross from I just, Friends. To, to completely stop the game, bring in a whole new unit where you've got one guy that's half the size of every other player on the field. Hey, except for Sebastian Janikowski. That dude was big. Fine. I'm <laughs> talking in generalities that there are always exceptions to the rule. <laughs> but you're going to bring in a guy that's half the size of everybody else that can't run, can't pass, <laughs> can't tackle, can't take a hit. And there you're are some him, good tacklers. And you're going to ask him to then kick. Yes. It just – it. It would be like in baseball if you if you suddenly decided to bring a, a blow-up beach ball out after the second out of every inning to see how long, without leaving the base path, they could keep the ball aloft. I mean, it, it, it just... If you really think about the kicking part of the of an NFL yes, game, yes, it yeah. has no basis whatsoever in the rest of the game. It okay. is it is a hard right turn from all of the other action happening in the game. But did you you've always soccer. Had... <laughs> oh no, please. A not. game a game of nothing but kicking and running and passing and everything else. Yes. They stop, they pick it up and and they can throw it for the last 5 minutes of every match. I might watch that game. I'm but just saying. What what is the point of it? Like now you're watching a completely different form of action yeah. than you did that than you enjoy for three downs. Like it just it makes no sense to me. I am I am I, I don't have a solution for, for something like a field goal or the equivalent of a field goal, but everything else, get rid of the kicker. I have seen no point in kicking I, in football. I disagree with you. What and I we don't disagree that often. But I'm going to disagree with you 100%. Kickers are people too. Punters are people too. And there are some punters that teams use as a weapon. They pin you inside the five every single time. And now you got to go the distance, 95 yards, to score a touchdown. That was made possible by your punter. A kicker, if I have a kicker who can consistently make 60-yard field goals, I have an advantage over you, Steve, because your kicker can't do that. All I got to do is get anywhere near around the 40, and I could try a 62-yard field goal and have success with it. I'm not saying that within the rules as they stand now that one kicker isn't better than the other, that one kicker doesn't give you an advantage over another team and their kicker. I, I agree completely that there is an advantage to having a better kicker. Yes. But that's the way the rules are. I'm just saying I think the rules and the and the use of a kicker at all in the game is pointless. You don't like kickers is what, is what I'm hearing. I don't like the act of stopping the action of passing and running the ball to kick it. Well, I mean, you're not stopping the action. I mean, the, the action, you run the ball and then you stop and you huddle and you run another play. This is just you're stopping and you're running a different you're, kind of a play. You're, you're stopping. You're trading out the entire squad. You're taking a completely different formation and moving the ball in a completely different manner than what you do for the other three downs if you're doing a three and down. Right. I, I hear I hear what you're saying. You cannot completely eliminate it. Look, they've already, I think, in my opinion, gone too far with the uh, with, with with the with this with this form of only for the Pro Bowl to test it out to see how it works. And they actually did use it. The NFC, the NFC was was chasing. Um, they scored a touchdown, brought it within six, and now they're like, okay, so now we're going to take the the fourth and fifteen, and uh, they threw a hail mary and it got it was incomplete. Uh, but you know, 
they probably should have asked Drew Brees to throw the Hail Mary instead of Kirk Cousins. Or actually, they should have had Drew Brees go in there and throw a 20-yard pass. That probably would have been completed, and they would have yeah, gotten to, the first to down. To your point, if, if you've got 15 yards <laughs> to get the first down. Don't throw it 60. Don't, don't, well, don't throw it 60 or 14. Yeah, oh, God. That, I tell you what, if I, if they ever go to this. So if you and I are running a football team someday, <laughs> and I, ever I see a am not allowing a kicker on the roster, <laughs> and you are kicking off every quarterback who throws a, a pass short, short of, the of, sticks, the, of the sticks. On, on a down where on, they need to. On convert. a third down, third or fourth down. Yeah. That, you are gone. I, I don't care. I don't care. Tom Brady, you Tom throw it eight yards Brady, on, a, on a fourth and nine. We needed nine. You're out of here. You throw it ten. <laughs> if you throw it short of ten, you're out. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I mean, of course, you know Tom Brady. Now, where's Tom Brady going to play? Let's not get into that, Steve. I know. I, I mean, we're I, if we're, I hear we're not talking. One we're not talking person. about Rivers. We're not talking about Brady. If I hear one more person tell me, where do you think Tom Brady's going to play next year? I'm going to punch him. We're, we're not talking Go about where, where Dak is? We know where Dak is. They're going to be a cowboy, man. They're going to be a cowboy. I guarantee they're, you. They're a contract there yet? Before the season starts, he's going to have a fat contract. I I don't disagree that yeah. it's going to happen, but today, as of right his now, certainty of where he is playing is no different than Rivers or Brady. Come on, man. You know Dak going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Why are you trying to play like that? And I'm fairly certain that Brady is going to come back to the Patriots in some I'm not capacity. Certain. I'm not certain of that. I think if you go to the top and you go to Mr. Kraft, he's going to say, yes, I want Tom Brady back. But if you go to Belichick, well, and, and that's what I, what I say by some capacity, I don't know that he's going to be coach? the guy. Assistant coach? Well, I don't – he he could be the backup. He could be something. But Front office man? He could he – could Start the first half of the season while they bring in a rookie quarterback and teach him, right? Tom Brady is the backup to the Patriots. I don't I know. But. No. Is That's is Brady going to go? I mean, where is he going to go? Is he is he going to go I don't want I don't care because I've heard, like, every scenario. I've heard Eng- I've, Indianapolis. I've heard uh, Sandy, uh, Los Angeles. Woo. I've heard. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Someone did that on the radio yesterday, though. They were talking about it. I was like, oh, oh, oh he just did it. The pros do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look at that. <laughs> uh, all the, right. The Jets, the Giants, the, I mean, the Buccaneers. I mean, there are any yeah. number yeah, of different teams yes. that were, would be in play for them. Steve, let's move but, away from that because I have been dying all right. ever since I heard the story to play this. Just a good old boy. Yeah. Never made it no harm. Sing it, Steve. We saw you never saw been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. An arrest has been made of a New England Patriot. <laughs> oh, I do. Okay. Julian I, Edelman. I wasn't sure where you were going with it. Wide now receiver for the New England Patriots was arrested in Los Angeles <laughs> just a, a week and a half ago for vandalism. Apparently, he was a little tipsy, and he jumped on top of a Mercedes-Benz <laughs> and damaged the vehicle, <laughs> and he got arrested. And I was like, oh, my God. So the Patriots are out of the playoffs, and what's the first thing Julian Edelman goes and does? Gets, Gets arrested. arrested, yes. <laughs> of all teams and all players, yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I, just, I do have to say, though, that compared to – the arrest that we normally no, hear from the NFL. <laughs> this was, this, this was, was a smile. All right, this good is, for him. I mean, I, I get I, it. it. You you don't want to be dancing on somebody else's bends and, I, and I damaging can, it. I can so. truly play good old boys because I, you know, one of the reasons why we hadn't used it so much in the show for player arrests is because people were saying that that's a kind of like a fun, lighthearted song, and you're you know just some of these arrests that these guys are getting arrested for are, are bad, and it's true. Yes, but. This goodbye. Yeah, what? I just have you ever been at a place and you're walking out at the street and then all of a sudden you just are possessed to jump on somebody else's vehicle. Have you ever had that? Not that specific, 
but you've been possessed to do other things. I have friends that I will not introduce you to that would give plenty of stories between my college and first few years out of college about uh, spontaneous things that I'm not very proud of. I need would to not meet repeat. these people. I need to meet these people and hear these stories. That's what NFL Rants and Rave is for, so we can hear these stories, Steve. Yep. Hear the NFL player stories, not my <laughs> stories. You didn't bring me on to tell you about my boring, drunken college life what, in Wisconsin. What was Julian Edelman thinking? I mean, and he was with another couple pro athletes, right? I, I think yeah. I forgot who the two other athletes were, but I, I want to say Dwayne Wade, but I'm not sure if that was right. Um, but you're just having fun, and, I, I and again, it's it. It is I'm a crime. sure it's going to go yes, away. Some, he well, probably. Yeah. You know, you probably look, I'll pay for the damages, slap you, you know, a couple right. hundies, and, you know, we're going to walk I'll away. Buy a new Mercedes. I mean, yeah, I, whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he'll, he'll take care of it and, and, and make right what what he did wrong, and he'll get a slap on the wrist for it, which he probably should get. Yes. A slap no! On the wrist. No! Five game suspension, Steve. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> yeah. Of all the, well, as a competitor, yes, maybe, but. Oh gosh, I just gotta love it. Thank you, uh, thank you, Nacho, Katie, all you New England Patriots fans out there. Thank you for uh, you know allowing me to have a little fun. Have there. a little fun, yes. Julian, better than friends. than Hunumba. Well, Hunumba, let's talk about Hunumba for a second. For those of you, that's he who must not be named. Currently, is a former wide receiver of the Patriots. Former wide receiver, yes. Former wide receiver of the Oakland Raiders and former wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. His initials A B. Look, so apparently he wanted to move his stuff from Oakland to his home in Florida. Okay. Fair enough. Hardly not going to hire play a in Oakland since there's not a professional football team right. there. Hired a company, and the c- company hires this truck driver, and he loads everything into the truck, drives it to Florida, gets to uh, whom numbers home, and it's here for the delivery, and it's like, oh, it's a charge on delivery. $4,000. And home number doesn't want to pay. I'm not paying that. $4,000. I'm not going to pay. And the story goes that then the guy's like, well, we cannot take your stuff off of the truck until this is paid. AB still doesn't want to pay. Truck driver leaves. Now, of course, he's furious because he doesn't have his stuff. And he... Goes after the dude's truck and damages the truck. Like close to $1,000 in damages. Something like $890 in damages. So the guy leaves with the truck. Leaves the home. Doesn't just stay in the home. Just leaves the home now. With his damaged truck. So now he still has got all of. He's still got him numbers property in the truck. But now his truck's damaged. He calls the company. Company calls home number. Home number says. Yeah I just got a little carried away. Just have him come back and, and I will pay. They're like, but there's like an $890 worth of damages to the truck that you're going to have to pay as well. Just send him back. Guy comes back, says, okay, you're going to pay. Home number gives him $4,000. Guy says, yeah, but there's, you know, the, the damages and the company said that you had agreed to pay for them. I'm not paying that. You have my $4,000. Give me my stuff. And the guy's like, uh, no, you know, th- we had agreed that you would pay for the damages that you caused the vehicle. So he's got, you know, his posse there, some guy. So they, they, they jumped the dude, basically, to get the keys from him. And in the process of, you know, ripping the keys out from the dude, he gets hurt. Um, they cause more damage to the truck and start taking their stuff out. Dude calls the cops. Cops come over. And there you go. He's now in trouble. And he actually had to turn. There was a warrant out for his arrest. He had to turn himself in a couple days later. And that's where Roger Goodell... Once again, getting into some weird situations here, uh, understands that look, there's something, there's something wrong here with this player. He needs help. I was like, you're just, you're just now getting to that realization, Roger. I mean, who? Look, first of all, why didn't you just pay the four thousand dollars to begin with, and the stuff would have been delivered, and it would have been a done deal? Why go through all of that? Who goes through all of that? Then, a few days before that, he was in trouble where he was yelling and fighting and cursing out his baby mama in the middle of the street in front of an officer. 
I don't I just I don't get it. I need you I need you, Steve, to help me get it. Now what makes you think that I'm gonna have any better sense of what's going on in this guy's head than you do? <laughs> because, I, because you've I don't know. You have four kids, Steve. And they act more <laughs> mature than I was about to say, how do you wrangle four kids at once? Lady Edith is better <laughs> behaved oh and God. makes more logical sense it's than what it. we're seeing out of our dear. You know, Inundra. it's only taken two seasons of NFL Rants and Rays for Lady Edith to finally warm up to me, where during the AFC Championship game, she was actually it was the NFC Championship game. She was able to just hang out with me yes, and sit with me and tickle me. And poke me and prod me in strange places. Well, it's not places. like I bring her over here while we're recording. I mean, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, good kid. We had a good time watching that game. We we're did. back for the Super Bowl. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to have chips and dips and stuff. That's we'll stop. We're going to stop with the yeah. other stuff. We'll, we won't tell the other stuff that we're having. No. But um, I, I, there will be a bottle of very, very fine tequila. That'll go really well with my champagne of beers. <laughs> Champagne of beers, so you've got beers and then tequila. Miller High Life, the champagne of Is beers. Look champagne? it up. Oh yeah, you you left some. I from, left a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you left a lot. I put them on deposit in your fridge. I'm going to pick those <laughs> up on Sunday. Yeah, there you go. So uh, we're going to be back. I cannot wait. Um, speaking of Sunday, I, I will real quickly since we were talking about Goodell, talk about in this podium saying that the NFL needs a new evaluation of the Rooney Rule. And his quote was, Steve, um, clearly we are not where we want to be on this level. We have a lot of work that's gone into not only the Rooney Rule, but our policies overall. It's clear we need to change and do something different. And why? Because of all the head coaching vacancies that were open this year, not a single one went to a minority candidate, even though there's some really good ones out there this year. Um. I always say, look, um, I'm a firm believer in hire the best candidate for the job. But in this particular instance, I felt there were better candidates for the job that didn't get the job. And I, I for one, I want to know why. Well, so, I mean, not to defend the decisions that were made on hiring. Right. But I'm going to a little bit. There's, There's always that challenge of, Somebody else might have a better record. Somebody else might have a better, you know, there might be a better sales guy out there. Right. But is that sales guy going to come in and disrupt your team and wreck the rest of your sales force or disrupt the rest of your sales force that you lose productivity, productivity with the rest of your sales force to get that one rock star in there? So we're talking so, about a real salesman here. Well, I, I don't know. Just, just for yeah. the analogy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so. If, if you're a, a GM or an owner and you're looking for a, a coach, a coaching candidate, somebody to bring in, you're bringing somebody in that you know well enough that you feel is going to fit, that's going to work well with you, you know you're going to have a good relationship with. So you're going to end up talking to your buddy more than honestly interviewing every candidate and somebody that you might not know. Are you going to take a risk not having a clue what that how that individual handles himself um, how that individual deals with other people, take it hearsay from other re resources or things like that, or are you going to lean to somebody that you know better? Right. I mean, in my job, as I'm recruiting people, as I'm trying to hire people, I am, I am either finding somebody that I have direct interaction with as a competitor that I want to hire, or I'm you know, one person removed. So somebody I know and trust recommends somebody those people typically will find their way to the top of my list. Not always the ones that get hired, but they're the going to be the ones that go to the top of my list. Right. So that's why the the way the Rooney rule, rule is set up right now is ineffective. Right. Because it's not creating the results the NFL intended it to create. So I'm all for it changing. I'm all for finding ways to to encourage minority hiring. It's just the question of how do you do that unless you're just going to mandate it. Right. And at that point, now you're taking hiring decisions away from the owners and the GMs that are funding these teams. No, I, I look, I, it's always, you know, 
being a person of color. I know the whole affirmative action thing, and I know how it works. Um, and my problem has always been um, people who feel that the only pl the reason I am where I am or I got the position I got was because of affirm affirmative action. So I was, I was like, excuse me? Um, right. I, remember, I remember fighting at the University of Dallas, me getting top-notch SAT scores and getting into this private university in Texas, and they had a speaker one day that said that all of the minorities who were at the University of Dallas were there because of affirmative action. And I said, I could have gone to any one of 50 schools, you ass. Affirmative action had nothing to do with it. I chose to come to the University of Dallas, right? Um, so that's the problem that I don't want seen with the Rune Rule, right? right. The Rune Rule is there. I want, I want the best job person for the job hired, regardless of color. But it just seems that in this particular case, some of the hirings, we've known, we've seen, we've been there, we've done that. Here are fresh new faces who are succeeding at what they're doing right now in the coaching realm, and they haven't gotten an opportunity. And so right. the NFL needs to see why that is. It, it, is, it is a very, very difficult thing to manage. I, right. mean, it, it, I don't know how you solve the problem because it's – I mean, in the general business world, there's the same issue of, of both minority and female hiring. Right. Uh, in, in the finance industry, it's not necessarily a secret that it has historically been a white boys club yes. in the upper ranks of most financial companies. And so as everybody is struggling to try to find ways to solve that, to, to, to change that narrative, it becomes a very challenging situation that can cause unintended consequences. Because if you end up in, in an affirmative action type situation, promoting or hiring somebody into a position that they're not experienced enough to be able to, to succeed at, and they fail, then it unfortunately reinforces the narrative that that female or minority candidate or females and minorities can't succeed in these roles. But if you don't give them the opportunity to get the experience, maybe not in that role, but in a, you know, a, a in, like, again, I'm going to use my industry as a middle management role, gain some experience in a middle management segment so that they will have the experience to get in to an upper management role at some point. But if they never have that opportunity, you're, you're never going to see them up there succeeding. Right. So like, you have to pull the trigger and do something. But if you do it too much too quickly, you're going to have too many failures. Right. I mean, it would be no different than... You know, if I if I brought my wife in and just said, well, I need a, a, a woman on my team, so I'm going to hire her on my team. She doesn't know what we do and how we do it. She's right. going to fail miserably at it. Not that she couldn't succeed without if she had the time to to learn, learn the way I did uh, through 20, 25 years in the industry. But but she she being thrown into a role that she's ill prepared for would not likely succeed. Right. And so that's the challenge on these is. How do you how do you solve that balance? And I don't know how you do it. I don't have a, a good answer because one way you, you you risk one thing, one the other way you risk something else. I, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know how to solve the Rooney Rule to to get right. past this. Well, at, at least the commissioner is talking about it, right? Publicly, let's see what what happens. What Talk about it. Give people opportunities. See what happens, yeah. and and hopefully things will change. That's all we but got, it's a man. slippery slope. It, it's time to get to El Juego Grande Estupendo de la Semana. And it's going to be is there a no bigger. Game? El Juego Gigante Estupendo de la Semana. <laughs> Super Bowl 54. It is here. Number one in the NFC versus number two in the AFC. Steve. Before we say who we got, what we got, how we got there, I'm going to give my final lock of the year. Let's talk about the prop bets. Okay, let's hear it. Well, you you, you, you took it away from me. I was going to say the, the only prop bet you should bet is none. Not a single prop bet. Right, now I feel better because I was worried you were going to start listing which ones you no, should no, no. and shouldn't bet on. It's no. 
people were like, what about this probability? No. I, I have no idea how long Ariana Grande is going to sing the national anthem. I don't know if she's going to be quick enough beat, or I don't know if she's going to take all day like Whitney Houston. I have no idea. All I know is don't bet on it. Right. <laughs> okay. I don't know who's going to score the first touchdown. You know what? They're going to be, at any given moment, 22 players on the football field. Your chances are horrible. Don't bet on who's going to score the first touchdown. Well, Don't not, on not only at any point will 22, but those 22 change from play to play. <laughs> Frequently. It's, just, it's not like the starting lineup at a basketball team where one of the you know, you're going to get the five guys that go in and they're going to play the first 10 minutes of the game. Right. Yeah. One play, and they swap out the 11 <laughs> people. So, um, yeah, there's just no really good prop bets. Now, I, I was uh, – the last Super Bowl was at Super Bowl 49. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt was in the Wheeler Patriots. I said, I said LeGarrette, I asked him, LeGarrette, do you know how many what's the what's the record for the number of rushing touchdowns in a Super Bowl? And he said, Nope. I said three. He said, So I need four then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need four, dog. So there's it's 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 craziness. It's 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 different betting and it's really in all honesty, without saying the word, but I'll say the word, it's it's a sucker bet. Yes. They're all every prop bet that is available to you is a sucker bet. If you're going to wager on the football game, you wager on the line or you wager on the over under. And that is it. Because you at least have some knowledge going into that wager as to how the game is going to play out. And if you don't have some idea of how that game is going to play out, you shouldn't wager. I agree completely. Yes. I, I, the prop bets are like roulette, a roulette table, right? Yeah. It's, it is random chance. Okay, you think you can find a, a pattern. You think you can find a, a some sort of a, a, a tell that you know where that ball is going to land. You don't. It's random. If that's what you like, it's just random. <laughs> Fine. Have fun. I mean, they're fun to track. They're fun to, to, to talk about. But unless you've just got a lot of money that you want to throw away on a prop bet, just don't. 49ers scoring the first field goal. Chiefs scoring the first field goal. 49ers getting a safety. Chiefs getting a safety. But those are the those are the basic ones. Those those are the basic ones, but those are crazy. But I'm, I'm trying to get to some of the crazy, crazy prop bets. Um, and I thought this website might have it, but not. I'm actually going to go to the place because <laughs> there are some pretty, pretty – outrageous ones out there the one that you know that i i of course think of immediately was the there you can bet on the over under of how long it's going to take whoever's singing the national anthem to sing the national anthem you can bet if it's going to be heads or tails on the opening flip see that one of the coin it's 50 50 yeah that that one's probably your best odds <laughs> I mean, I guess theoretically. Who's gonna win the t- Who's gonna win the toss? The Niners or the Chiefs? You can bet that. Oh my God! So we need to do a printout of all these prop bets, and we'll just what bet tequila shots? Yeah. Done. Oh, <laughs> that is so done. We're we're doing that, oh, and we crazy. won't be witnessing the second quarter of the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Wake up! And, what happened, huh? No, I don't know. By the way, the game ended two days ago. You two have been passed out on the couch for two days. For the first time since, I guess I, I can't say because the the years I worked the Super Bowl, I normally had the Monday off from work because I was traveling back from the Super Bowl. But outside of those five years, I've gone to work the next Monday. So for the first time ever, I am not going to work Monday after the Super Bowl. Nice. Fox sold me. They've had this whole, you know, like, Super Monday. It should be a national holiday. Take it off. And I was like, that's right. And I texted and emailed my boss. And she's like, uh, you can take a vacation day. Like, can't take, like, a like a personal day. Can't a take sick a sick day. Yeah, sick day. Cough, cough. No. So, so I'm taking a vacation day. Right, I, I'm taking my – and it's, I decided that – so we get – Two floating holidays. We could take them whenever, whenever. we yep. want. It is now one of those floating holidays will officially be the Monday after the Super Bowl every year for Super as long Bowl as Monday. Yep. Super Bowl Monday. Yep. Why can't we just move the Super Bowl to Saturday? 
Ah, that's a good question. Um, because they have honors, NFL honors on Saturday. Okay, do that Friday. Damn it. Um, Friday, they got the thing with the thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Why are you trying to mess the Super Bowl week up? It's a week-long event, man. I don't know. I mean, so we're lucky here on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. no. I'm it starts at 3.30. The thing's done by 6.30, 7, 8 o'clock, yeah, something eight, like that. By 8 o'clock, we, we have yeah. a good time. So it's not like we're out until 11 o'clock, yeah. midnight. I could, that's one of the reasons why I could never live on the East Coast. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know how you go to a Super Bowl party, have fun, stay out until midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and then show up on Monday morning. At- you take it off. You take it off. Or right. you move it to Saturday. <laughs> that's never going to happen. No, it's not. It's Super Bowl. If they Bowl haven't done it yet, they're not Sunday. going to. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. It's the alliteration. Oh, wait. Saturday, you can still have the Super Bowl Saturday. <laughs> just doesn't have a ring to it. No, it. I know. All right. Steve, do you want to I'm tell trying to get rid of kicking. Let me let I, me stay no, on my No. No. I, I am not, not I am not taking on two petitions at the same show. I'm starting off with eliminating kicking from the football from the game. I am not Once I succeed in getting the NFL to eliminate kicking, then I'll work on moving the football to Saturday. I am not I am not signing that position. Okay. And I am going to ask the majority of our listeners to side with me. I will let some of them side with you, but the majority have to side with me and not. Look, with the ballot initiatives that are getting signed right now on the train every day coming home, I'm pretty sure I could get a whole bunch of people to sign a petition that have no idea what I'm talking to. <laughs> They're just going to sign? They're just going to sign. See, I don't sign It is remarkable it. to me how many people are just signing petitions for whatever, whatever. on the train without even listening or paying attention. No, I when someone approaches me, I I have to read the whole thing. Yes, that's the problem. Is that the titles are always deceiving. Yes, yes. For those of you around the country that don't deal with val- ballot propositions the way we do here in California, count yourself lucky. Yes, I read the whole thing. Anyway. Steve, you're going to tell us who you're taking. You're going to tell us why you're taking him, and then I will give you my pick and why I made my pick, and then. Uh, we'll see what Lady Edith has. All right, so we talked about it very, very briefly before we started recording. Yes. For the last week and a half, I've been firmly of the opinion that it's going to be a close game. Okay. Or a blowout by the Chiefs. So like, either 21-17, one team or the other. Uh, it could be it could be 52-49. Or it could be... You know, six to nine. I mean, it could be, it could go either way. It could be high scoring, low scoring. But it's close. Super Bowl always is one of those shocking things where you get these two high powered offenses together. Then either they overthink their offense, try to come up with new something new, or they're just nervous as hell and nothing happens. No, no one's going. You go the entire first half. It's three nothing at halftime, and you're wondering what happened to these two high powered offenses. I got. You. It's three nothing at halftime. I got you. So it could be low scoring. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm. I. I'd be betting the over if I was betting that. Um, after playing more and more with numbers and, and what we've seen all season, I think the 49ers actually do have a good shot. So in general, I'm thinking that, that the Chiefs are never really going to be out of this because they can strike so quickly that if they fall behind or if they find themselves behind with 10 minutes left to go in the game and they're down by three touchdowns, they're still in it. They can still They have the ability to come back. The 49ers, on the other hand, I don't think have the ability to come back at that point. Like if, if at the end of the first quarter, the Chiefs have come out, they they take a three-touchdown lead in the first quarter, and then either put on cruise control or the 49ers change the defensive scheme a lot, enough to hold the, the, the Chiefs off, I think the 49ers definitely have the ability to come back from a three-touchdown lead with enough Early. time on the clock. Early on. But they're not – Garoppolo isn't winning this thing. Right. Right. The only way they win this thing is they're going to wear down the Chiefs' defense enough that with that running game and and not asking Garoppolo to do a lot, but with a prolific running game, it gives him freedom to have the ease to make passes that we can all make. So they could come back if they can adapt quickly enough. I'm I'm actually going to take it 
take the 49ers on this one. Holy mackerel. He's, you heard it. Steve's got the 49ers. When this, this season, when the 49ers have had their lead rushers, not, I'm not talking total rushing yards, I'm talking about their lead rusher in a game, has had over 100 yards, their margin of victory is 31, or sorry, 21 on average. Okay. If you take the Baltimore loss out of that, it goes up to 30. Okay. So they, I think they were 12. Of those of those 100-yard-plus rushers, they were 12-1. and one. If you just look at those 12 games, it's a 30-point margin of victory. Yeah. Under 100 yards for that lead rusher, the margin of victory is 7. If you take out the Green Bay victory where they just kind of blew it out, but their rushers really didn't do much, it's, it's about 5. 5-point five margin of victory. So if they've got a rusher, if they've got a rushing game moving, they they are able to blow out their the opponent. Kansas City is 26th in the league on rush defense. They're giving up 128 yards per game. Yes. That's not their strong suit. So I the 49ers <clears throat> may take 8 minutes off the clock to do what the Chiefs do in 15 seconds. But I think they're going to be in it the entire game. And I think at some point, the, the 49ers offense and that running game is going to wear down the Chiefs defense enough that all it takes is for the, the that 49ers pass rush to get home. Because to stop Mahomes, you, you can't just contain him in a pocket. If you give him three, four seconds, he will eat you alive. Right. But if that pass rush gets home to Mahomes and doesn't give him more than – second and a half, two seconds, maybe two and a half seconds to get something done. 49ers have a shot to win this thing. Okay. And and you you gave very, very great explanation. A lot of numbers there to, to support your backup. But you are wrong. Lady Edith and I are taking the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm about to tell you why you are wrong. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been giving up about 120 yards per game, but a bunch of those were in the early part of the season where they were giving up 150, 160, 170 yards rushing. More recently, in the latter part of the season, the defense for the Chiefs has been pretty stout. This last playoff game against the Tennessee Titans where we had seen Derrick Henry run over everybody for a buck 85 or 200 yards, they held the 69 yards. So you might have caught the Kansas City Chiefs early and run all over them. You're not running over them right now. The San Francisco 49ers for the last two playoff games asked Jimmy Garoppolo to do nothing. He threw seven passes last week against the Green Bay Packers. Seven! In the entire game, and completed yeah, six. Not seven completions. Seven, seven total attempts. Attempts, yes. The week I understand that. The week before that against Minnesota, after he threw that pick in the first half, in the second half, he threw two passes. So in the last six quarters, your quarterback has thrown nine mm-hmm. passes. Patrick Mahomes throws nine passes before the game even starts. Like, he starts the game, and two minutes later, he has nine attempts. You can't throw nine attempts in six quarters and expect to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Because, as you say, they are prolific in scoring, and when they score, it comes in bunches. We just saw a game where they were losing 24-0, and before you got up and you went to go get a beer and you came back and sat down, it was halftime, and they were winning 28-24. The San Francisco defense is really good, and they can't provide pressure. But if they do that, they're going to expose some one-on-one coverages. And as much as everybody is loving on Richard Sherman and Dixon, to the back of that secondary for the San Francisco 49ers, they have not met the San, the Kansas City offense that is going to come at them. Because I tell you what, I think it was you. I don't know if it was you or Tim who said, why isn't anybody double-teaming Travis Kelsey? Was it you? No, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was him. But why isn't anybody? Because if you do that, you still got Tyreek Hill. 
You got, oh, let's, now you got the rookie, Merkel Hoodman. You got Williams coming out of the backfield. And you got Sammy Watkins. So it's pick your poison with this team. Who are you? Last week when the Tennessee Titans decided we are going to take away the middle of the field from you. And the second Mahomes recognized that, he started going outside, and the Titans never knew what hit them. The San Francisco 49ers are going to come in with a plan, and then they're going to get hit in the mouth with that plan once Mahomes and Andy Reid figure it out. And they get, once they're going to get hit, they're not going to know what hit them. This is not even going to be close, Steve. It is going to be a blowout. You heard it here first. The Kansas City Chiefs win by 15 or more points. 15, 1, 5. It's not like people are going to be sitting around saying, get to the next commercial because I want to see if it's funny because this game is over. Whoo, man. Sorry. Some bold predictions on bold that. predictions. I mean, I went to the to the top of the mountain there, or the deepest part of the ocean. Do you know you can literally go twelve thousand feet below sea level in the deepest place of the ocean? No, twenty two thousand. Twenty two thousand. It's crazy. It's like, and the and the stuff actually lives down there. That's the craziest part. For me, I went down to the deep part of the ocean on that one. 15 yes. plus, Steve. Anybody Is anybody anywhere near on the media in ESPN or Fox or CBS or anybody saying this is going to be a 15-point blowout? Anybody saying that? No, because the Chiefs haven't. They've got, what, three game, three wins all season where they've had. Margin of victory of more than four. And this, and this, they're gonna, it's gonna come to town right now. They're gonna leave no doubt. Andy Reid's gonna be like, so I'll time I win the Super Bowl, and I'm gonna win the Super Bowl by smacking the San Francisco 49ers out of here. I don't see it. I, the, the, the Chiefs, I'm not denying that the Chiefs can strike. I'm not denying the 49ers secondary is questionable, is, a, is very questionable. Questionable. This is won by the 49ers defensive line getting that pass rush home. Not just containing Mahomes, but getting him, knocking it, preventing him from rolling out ten it's yards good, it's, it's with plan. four seconds, and then being able to make a completion. It's a good plan. The Tennessee Titans had that plan. We going we going to contain Mahomes, and then he ran for a twenty. But they weren't going to they were going to contain him, not get home, not sack, not disrupt, not hit him. I think the 49ers are knocking him on his ass. Okay, it's a tough dude to sack. It's a tough I, dude to sack. I, I, I'm not saying they're all sacks, but they're 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 getting they're they're getting his, their arms on him. It it's not just that they're knocking him out of the pocket, and he can go off and scramble and get four seconds, five seconds to to complete down pass because Mahomes does that better than any quarterback out there. Yes. You know, Jackson, when he decides he's running, he commits to a run and he runs. Right, Wilson very much a little bit more, but Mahomes is always looking downfield until the last possible second before he commits to that run yeah. to find an open receiver, which makes him so dangerous. So if you just try to contain him, just prevent him from rushing the ball, but you give him time in the pocket or even outside the pocket, he will eat you alive. He's going to eat And the alive. 49ers have no shot. But I believe this pass rush gets home and they hit him. They they knock his arm. They They prevent him from ever being able to stop looking over his shoulder for the next hit even if they're not sacks. I've got a double tequila shot that it's 15 or more. 15 or more? Yes. All right. Take it. I ta- I'm taking, taking it. I'm taking that in a heartbeat. You got like double, like boom, like boom, boom. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Who at the end of the that, game. Because that'll be go. at the end of the game. Yeah, it'll be at the end of the game. Well, <laughs> hopefully I'll have my designated <laughs> driver back from driving the kids around. You and better have a designated driver. Yeah, otherwise I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Lady Edith is on my side. She had, she had the Kansas City Chiefs like immediately after the championship game. She had it immediately after the championship game last week when the kids were asking her. She picked the Chiefs today just to just to lock the, it in. The, the the picks that she makes sometimes are a little questionable about is she actually thinking about them, which she's not. She's three, or is she just saying the last team I said? Right. So as we got into the playoffs, I would ask you know, for today for the Super Bowl. 
I was asking her, do you think it's going to be the 49ers or the Chiefs? She said the Chiefs. Is it going to be the Chiefs or the 49ers? The Chiefs. Okay, is it going to be the 49ers or the Chiefs? Chiefs. She's she's locked in. She's been locked in since since the Because she knows AFC what she is feeling, game. what I am feeling. Andy Reid is going to come out so fresh that it's There have not been even be so fun. many teams that have overlooked the 49ers. I can tell you Andy Reid and the Chiefs are not going to be overlooking the 49ers. I, I'm talking – no, I, I I don't doubt that. I'm talking about in general we as, as guessers. You know, right. You, know, you the, haven't. You've been taking them all year. You took them last year again – last weekend, two weekends ago against your own team. Yeah. You haven't. I, that, that's what I'm saying that's is that I, yeah. I believe strongly that, that this 49ers team is far better than what, the, what, than what everybody is thinking. I think they're going to give the Chiefs a much bigger game than everybody is thinking. The, the general consensus out there is that the Chiefs are going to run away with this thing. I think everybody's wrong. Yeah, I am the, looking the, forward the to the is, Super Bowl. I think this can be one of the best, most competitive, enjoyable Super Bowls I will see in years. The, the thing that I feel and why I'm going out with my 15 points and it's gonna be because I feel that once the Chiefs get out there and they start piling on, the 49er offense will not be able to keep up. I, look, a lot of good defenses have, have come against the, uh, against the Chiefs and we're like, oh, if they do this, if they do this, if they do this. But no one's been able to do it yet this year. They didn't even really do it when Patrick Mahomes missed those three games, Right. So you had Matt Moore firing that team mm-hmm. on all cylinders. So I I just think, you know, plus that run against Tennessee last week kind of pumped Mahomes, and he's now given the 49ers something else to think about. Oh, man, now we got to deal with him freaking running for 50 yards and scoring a touchdown. It's just another thing, and I think if they start piling it on, the ship that is the the bravado that is the San Francisco 49ers will not be able to keep up and keep pace and match that. And that's why I see the 15-point blowout. Because it's going to get so far ahead that the Niners will score and they'll get their points, but they're not going to be able to keep up and and score on pace. So that's my lock, folks. My locks is the Kansas City Chiefs right now are favored by one. You can maybe, maybe one and a half in some places. But that's a lot. Whether it's one or one and a half, they're going to win by double digits. I fully believe it. My final lock of the season, Kansas City minus 1.5. Lock it in. Take it home. If you have any doubts, Steve's going to give you all the numbers you need (laughs) to take the San Francisco 49ers and grab that one and a half points. But I am locking it in. I have been positive. On the winning side this year with my locks for the first time. Well, actually, I was pretty positive last year with my locks as well. So, uh, just having a good time. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the Chiefs. I've been with the Chiefs since August 20th of yes, 2019. They were the, for the first time ever. I picked someone other than the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. And here it is, right here, because I went this against This is why I think you are team. too emotionally invested in the Chiefs needing to win this no, game. They don't need to win it. it. They don't need to win it. They're just going to win it because they've had it from the very beginning. You need to be able to justify that you didn't take your Cowboys because you knew the Chiefs were going to win. I, you can't I know, survive I knowing that you didn't pick your Cowboys. You picked somebody else that is not it at to all. find Look, out the Chiefs that, are going to lose that on is Sunday. Not all. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It comes down to this for me. It's the quarterback because it's a quarterback league. It's a quarterback-driven league. We've said this on the show. And if it's a quarterback-driven league, I got to go with Garoppolo or Mahomes. And there is nobody out there in this league right now who is making it look as easy as Patrick Mahomes. Without question. And that's why I'm going We've seen time after time, once you get – once you weed out all of the average teams and you get into the playoffs and you're taking good teams against good teams – that the, the good quarterback play that you've seen matters, but it's the running game, and more importantly, it's the defense that ends up actually getting it done in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. I can't wait. Come on, Patrick. Dismantle the 49ers for a 50-burger. That would be great. I would love to see that. All right. All right. There you go. Here we go. That's all the time we have. One hour, four minutes, perfect right on the nose. And uh, you know what? I Just because – 
No, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to. I was going to play the Imperial Death March just to, you know. One, one last, the yeah. Edelman thing, but we won't do that. We won't do that. No, we were having fun. Yeah, we were just playing with him. I mean, he's probably, that's all right. It's all right. I've got the Chiefs. Lady Edith's got the Chiefs. Steve has got the San Francisco 49ers all out there on the island all by himself. You're going to have to take a double tequila shot. But this is we'll really see. this is really good tequila, so you won't mind. Well, I, you and I both know that whoever loses it's, will not be doing the double tequila shot alone. Right? They'll be, that's right. They'll be winning. They'll be winning. <laughs> that's all the time we, we have, folks. Thanks for coming back uh, and catching our Super Bowl 54 show. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. You've been listening to NFL Rants and Raves. We're out.